0: I'm Michelle, Certified Personal Trainer and Certified Nutrition Coach.
1: And I'm Marissa, and I'm a Certified Nutrition Coach and Group Fitness Instructor, and this
0: is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit.
1: Tune in for your twice-a-week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday.
0: We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people as well as the land and the people of the many native nations of whom the land belongs to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks.
1: Oh hey! Welcome back to the Strong and Simple podcast. This is your host Marissa and I'm here bringing you another mini-sode and this week's topic is going to be the alkaline diet. So I'm eating a cough drop right now. I have a sore throat. My COVID test was negative so I think it has something to do with the fact that My job is literally to talk (laughs) all the time. (laughs) So uh, bear with me here. This is my dedication to this podcast. Cough drop tucked in the cheek, let's go. So uh, the alkaline diet, I'm excited to dig into this. You know, I'm a nutrition nerd. Um, So if you haven't heard of the alkaline diet specifically, I'm sure that you have seen some of its products out there. Alkaline water is the first one that comes to mind. You can find it everywhere, like your local gas station convenience store carries alkaline water now, and they charge you a lot for it. Um, there's also been a number of other products associated with the alkaline diet, as well as like machinery <laughs> that uh, purports to make the pH of your water more alkaline. Um, these machines are really expensive. Um, the first one I'm thinking of is the Kangen water, which is actually part of a pyramid scheme. Uh, excuse me, a multi-level marketing company. Um, So the questions that we have today are, first of all, what is the alkaline diet? Like, what are the basics of it? Where did it come from? What do you need to know about it? What does it claim to do? Does it work? And are there any risks associated with it? Okay, so let's dive in here. Let's just start with the basics here. What is the alkaline diet? Where did it come from? So the alkaline diet... The founder of the alkaline diet is this guy named Robert Young, okay, he started writing books about it back in the 90s, I think 1992 was uh, when his first book about it came out. And the whole idea behind this diet is basically two parts of it, the first is that acidic foods leave behind quote unquote acid ash in your body and it's that acid ash that promotes diseases like osteoporosis. So that's like the first half. The other side of it is that eating acidic foods makes the pH of your body acidic and in doing so makes it a ripe environment for disease, specifically cancer, okay? And this is where this guy starts getting into trouble When he explicitly makes the claim that the alkaline diet can cure cancer. His whole argument is that cancer cells cannot live in an alkaline environment. And therefore, if you change your body's pH to make it more alkaline, you'll kill off the cancer cells. Dubious at best, dangerous at worst. So Robert Young was later sued and arrested for practicing medicine without a license. So that should be an indication to you of how this episode is going to go from here on out. (laughs) So let's talk about pH, right? So if you don't remember back to high school chemistry class, right? pH is basically a measure of a substance's acidity or alkalinity, or another word for alkaline is basic, right? Zero to 14 seven being neutral right in the middle of that scale. Okay. Above seven is going to be alkaline, below seven is going to be acidic. So the pH, so our body has a natural pH setting. The pH of our blood is always going to be between 7.35 and 7.45. And the pH of our cells, is a little bit of a wider gap, 7.0, and 7.4 okay there's no deviation from those ranges okay our body has a very very fine-tuned amazing system that keeps the ph of our blood and ourselves within that range because if we went to one side or the other our cells would not be able to perform the vital life-preserving processes that they do, and we'd have some major issues or just outright die. Okay. <laughs> it sounds dramatic, but literally that's what would happen. So if that is the repercussions for changing the pH of our blood and our cells, then it makes sense that the foods we eat and drink cannot impact the pH of our body. Because if that were the case, drinking one cup of coffee would have us dead on the floor, right? You cannot, cannot, cannot change the pH of your body by eating or not eating certain foods. In spite of what this diet claims, right? This diet claims you can change your body's pH by eating alkaline foods. That is false. The ironic thing is, with a pH between 7.35 and 7.45 in your blood and seven and 7.4 in your cells, your body is already slightly alkaline. <laughs> so I, I find that interesting. Um, so, I mean, right then and there, that majorly discredits the entire basis for the diet. The fact that our is already on the alkaline side of the pH scale. So um, there's that. Now, when it comes to the claims of this diet, that acid ash is left behind when you digest acidic foods, um, that's not a thing. There's a reason that might be the first time you've heard that term. Um, In terms of curing cancer, preventing osteoporosis, um, reversing aging, a whole other host of health claims There have been studies done on alkaline diets, and every single one of them has found that alkaline diets don't do any of that stuff. There is no scientific evidence to back up any of the claims behind the alkaline diet. Now, some may say to that, okay, but what about scientific evidence proving that it doesn't work? okay i kind of just said that there is the studies have shown that 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 it doesn't work but um i almost forgot where i was going with this if there is no scientific evidence demonstrating the possibility that eating an alkaline diet can cure cancer or osteoporosis or what have you then where the hell did these claims come from they were made up by a grifter looking to make money So that's the first thing. Um, You can't change your body's pH. There are, there's no scientific evidence backing up any of the claims that are behind this diet and what it can do, Um, and it can't change your body's pH. Now, when it comes to the actual diet, um, some folks have turned to it for weight loss. As with any good fad diet, there is a list of foods you cannot have on this diet, or I shouldn't say cannot have, Eliminate or severely restrict. We'll put it that way. So the acidic foods that you are either to eliminate or severely restrict on this diet are meat, fish, dairy, eggs, grains, and alcohol. I'm pausing for dramatic effect here. Let me repeat that list of things you're not supposed to have meat, fish, dairy eggs grain and alcohol are your red flag detectors going up there because they should be and i'll tell you why in just a minute neutral foods quote unquote natural fats whatever the fuck those are I, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine i'm guessing what they're trying to say is not processed seed oils and not hydrogenated oils Hydrogenated oils aren't an issue anymore because they're no longer allowed in foods here in the U.S. anyway. Um, Other neutral foods are starches and sugars and then alkaline foods. The foods you're supposed to eat as much of as possible. Fruits, nuts, legumes, and vegetables. Okay. So as a nutrition coach, I I'm I'm, I don't have beef with people eating more fruits and vegetables, nuts and legumes, right? Eat more plants, we all need to eat more plants. Um, so that's not my issue here. My issue is this no-no list, okay? Meat, fish, dairy, eggs, those ones in particular. Because if you eliminate those from your diet, even severely restricting them, you are opening up the potential for some very significant, dangerous nutrient deficiencies. First ones that come to mind, protein, depending on your plant sources and how much of them you're eating, possibly iron, vitamin B12, and vitamin B6. Those are the first ones to come to my mind from a nutrition perspective. And having deficiencies in these nutrients can have some really major consequences. To go over just a couple of them, so starting with iron here, and I'm sure this is one that we're pretty familiar with, right? So yes, you can get iron from plants, um, but the issue there is that the form of iron that plants contain isn't one that our bodies can readily use. And so what that means is our bodies have to convert it to the form that we can use. And after we've done doing that, our absorption isn't that great. We don't end up absorbing that much. The form of iron found in animal sources is the kind that we can readily use. And so we can absorb way, way more of that and utilize it. So that's why there is the risk of possibly an iron deficiency here. Okay. Vitamin B12, super, super important here. It's involved in forming healthy nerve cells and red blood cells. Um, And it's also involved in DNA synthesis. If you remember back to high school biology, DNA synthesis is a really important part about creating new body cells, okay? The other one that I mentioned, vitamin B6, Um, this is a nutrient that's used for protein metabolism. So breaking down protein so that our bodies can use it, protein being involved in repairing and rebuilding and recovering, and glycogen breakdown. So breaking down stored glucose into a usable form for energy. Okay. So these are significant. These are big deal deficiencies here. Um and then another risk that comes along with these deficiencies is also muscle loss because of that lack of protein. So that's a huge red flag for me as a nutrition coach and makes me say, uh-uh, no no no, I'm not here for it. Um there have been folks that have turned to this diet for weight loss and You know, there's plenty, I'm sure, of anecdotal evidence from folks saying, I did this diet and I lost X amount of weight. That weight loss is not going to be because of the pH of the foods that they were and were not eating. It's not because they changed the pH of their body through this diet. That weight loss is gonna be because they were eating more fruits, nuts, legumes, and vegetables. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. They were eating more nutrient dense foods that also happened to be lower in calorie. So alkaline diet for weight loss doesn't quite hold water either um, because hi, That's not because of the pH situation. Um, looking at this do and don't list, You know this isn't going to be something you can sustain for long periods of time and it's definitely going to take a lot of extra work especially if you're not somebody who's accustomed to eating in a vegan or vegetarian manner um yeah i wouldn't do this one (laughs) personally that's a no for me so that is the alkaline diet in a nutshell long story short doesn't do the things it claims to do you cannot change the ph of your body And if you could, it would be really bad news. And there are significant risks associated with this diet. And in my opinion, risks that are definitely not worth it. So that's that. So thank you for tuning in to this week's mini-sode. I hope that you found this information helpful and useful. Be sure to tune back in every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And if you have questions or a topic that you want us to discuss on a future episode, please send us an email. We love to hear from you folks. That email is strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. And as another reminder, if you like what we're doing here, please be sure to follow us and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks so much. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at strong and simple podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.